Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talk to Thomas Miles, Winnipegger, about getting to take the Grey Cup all over the province. And oh yeah, he just signed a one-year deal to stay in blue and gold. And speaking of free agency, GM Kyle Walter's thoughts on the team, what kind of money they have to work with, and what they still need to do before the season starts on the podcast. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers today. Yeah, they were quiet, but they made two signings. One of them, defensive back Josh Johnson. He was the one player brought in that wasn't previously here. He's been with a number of teams before. He's played for BC, most recently with Edmonton last year, where he had two interceptions during the regular season, and then out of nowhere picked off Vernon Adams three times in the playoffs. First player since 86 to do that in a playoff game. And then they also re-signed Thomas Miles, as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers made sure to bring back the linebacker slash special teamer technically right before free agency officially opened at 11. But the last three seasons in blue and gold hasn't missed a game. 27 years old. He's from Winnipeg. Went to the U of M. Churchill Bulldogs grad. Joins me now on the CGOB Sports Show. Congratulations on the new deal, Thomas. When did you put pen to paper on this new deal? Shortly before 11 this morning. And why did it take up until the start of free agency to get it done? I had some things to sort out, I guess, um, in terms of what my final year of school would look like with football. And um, obviously the team had some important folks like Willie Jefferson to resign. So um, I, I wasn't too concerned about it. There had been some, you know, some good discussion between the team and me and yeah, it's just, it, it wasn't like a deadline kind of deal. It was just, uh, that's when we happened to get it all sorted. Now, you said school. For those who may not know, you are currently working on your MBA, right? Yep. And how's that going? It's going well. It's uh, So it's been a bit of a drawn-out process. I've been a part-time student, and I still am. Uh, and I just had to coordinate some courses uh, down the stretch here so I can get everything uh, going smoothly. And is that at the U of M? Yeah. Okay. How many years then has your schooling been? I started the master's program in 2017, I think January 2017. And then I signed in Winnipeg in March. So originally I was just going to take it in the off season and then uh, when I signed to Winnipeg, I began taking classes year-round. Why was it important to you to work on that while you're playing? It's important to have backup plans. Obviously, playing in the CFL, we don't put away seasons that um, enable us to just retire and not work again when we're done playing. So it's it's good to have uh, something that will give you some direction when you decide it's time to hang up the cleats. So going back to your decision to come back, really there was no doubt in your mind you were going to be a Blue Bomber again? Oh, yeah. No, I, I wasn't considering anywhere else. So when you see that pretty much everybody is back for a, a second go at it to try to defend the Grey Cup, you see all the signings that Kyle Walters has made over the last couple months. What does it say about this group that everybody wanted to come back? It's, it's Firstly, it's very exciting because we're trying to keep together our championship team. And, you know, so far it looks like we've done a darn good job of that. Um, 
it, it speaks to the culture that has been in place in this program for years now. Um, it, it speaks to the relationships that players have built with one another and with coaches. And it, it's just a, an organization that's really fun to work for. And people actually look forward to coming into work every morning, which, um, you know, that's, that's an important thing for, uh, for a lot of guys. So it's, um, I, I think that's what it represents really. And, and you've seen more of that, I think, every year as the seasons go by. Uh, fewer guys testing free agency and wanting to continue playing here in Winnipeg. So it's, it's, I think it's a sign of organizational success and below, like deeper than that, it's because of the culture we have here. And to see Willie Jefferson choose to come back here yesterday, that must've been pretty big deal. It's huge. He was the number one free agent on the market, I think. So have a, you know, being able to retain uh, a talent like his is uh, just absolutely huge for our defense and for the team itself. Now, it's been a few months since you won the Grey Cup, but you're still doing a lot of community work, bringing the Grey Cup all over Manitoba. What's it been like these last few months to be able to share in this victory with your home province? Uh, it's so fun because the Cup creates so many um special moments for people and we've been able to take it all over southern manitoba more recently we were in thompson and actually yesterday i was in flinflon in the paw with the cup and it's a lot of fun to you know see the the smiling faces and the kind of looks of awe when people get to behold the gray cup up close in person so it's been a lot of fun for me as a winnipegger to get to share it around the province and i guess that feeling doesn't really get old does it no it doesn't you know the the high of winning obviously you come down from that but the uh i I guess how it feels that that sense of accomplishment doesn't go away well and for you someone who was born in 1992 who wasn't alive the last time they won the gray cup you're probably meeting a lot of people who remembered that last time in 1990 and are just in awe of the fact that it finally happened again for sure you know there are people who are starting to think maybe there won't be another win in their lifetimes and it's just really an honor to be a part of the team that brought the great cup back to winnipeg so we're a couple months out from the start of camps and you've got these great cup tours still going on you've got your schoolwork to do what else do you got going on as you prepare for the next season I train daily, so I'm in at the stadium and I will be transitioning onto the field uh, shortly to get those workouts in as well. Um, And really, that's about it. It's kind of training, community appearances for the team and on my own, and then uh, school. So it keeps me busy. How much schoolwork do you have to do each day? I have a relatively light course load right now. A little later, I think in March, another course kicks in, and that will be a bit um, harrowing because it's managerial economics, which is not my forte. And, uh, yeah, but I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. I always have. There's a lot of math? Yeah, that one will be. So right now I'm in um, sustainability economics and executive leadership, and those ones are kind of – more my thing, but we'll see how it goes. Do you know what you want to do with this master's degree? 
I'm fairly open to opportunities. I, I'd like to find a spot in the community, you know, a, a place where I'm contributing to the community. So um, I am I'm really just open to opportunities. Well, Thomas, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me today. Congratulations on the new deal and best of luck in managerial economics. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take care. Now, speaking of free agency, let's get the thoughts from Kyle Walters general manager of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and his thoughts on getting well just about everybody back from last year's team. I think with the new CFL every team's going through it there's going to be a lot of free agents every single year and you know we you know we've sort of shifted our focus I've set up here before from when we started of a, a kind of a roster overhaul during free agency to our focus has, has been in the last few years to try to keep the core group of guys together and spend uh, spend our resources bringing bringing the group back and, and that's that was the plan again this year and uh, you know this last week with Darvin and Michael and now Willie under uh, you know getting those three three guys back has been it's been a good week and especially Jefferson Willie and I had good positive discussions throughout the off season um, you know in, into the new year it picked up and we uh, um, you know we discussed the contract and discussed the number and thought we, we you know we came to a, a a number that we both thought was fair but he wanted to take his time and do his due diligence for him and his family and 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 I respected that, and that's part of the process. And then, uh, you know, yesterday, you know, he, he made the decision to, to to come back to Winnipeg. So it was a, it was real nice around here yesterday when he, uh, you know, when he when he picked us because he certainly could have went just about anywhere he wanted. And Willie will be at the Bomber Store on Thursday signing autographs. The Great Cup will be there, and Jefferson will also talk to the media earlier in the day on Thursday, and we'll bring you what he has to say on Thursday's edition of the CGOB Sports Show. But Kyle Walters, what does it say about this team that everybody who was successful with this team last year wanted to come back? It's the, the type of organization you want where the culture is there and the players want to stay. And certainly uh, certainly winning the Grey Cup helps, obviously, where we've got a, you know, you know we've, we've had the culture and the good team environment, and now you add a Grey Cup championship on top of that. It just builds to, you know, what we're trying to do here and make guys, you know, we, we want guys to to stay and be part of this and you're seeing that the guys are uh, the players are choosing to to come back versus leave which is which is uh as i said it's a real good uh, it feels good um organizationally that that the players want to stay here and keep keep building on this and try to go get another gray cup next year so where does all this leave their financial situation we've spent a fair bit of money from from a cap standpoint so there's not much left i think um uh with the salaries of, of the way players are going. And we've said, you, I've said it before, and every team's in the same boat. You have to rely on your American scouting to have guys come in and, and fill holes. It's just the way it is. You're not going to be able to, uh, you're not going to be able to go into a season with a completely veteran lineup of just from a pay standpoint. Part of, part of the planning process is uh, through your neg list and the guys you've signed in the off season to, uh, to try to fill spots on the roster with some younger guys and it just is what it is now he was also asked if they'll have to make more moves or trades to get under the cap with the amount of money they're paying players like jefferson and adam big hill and andrew harris and zach caleros no nope, not at this moment we've we, we've sort of pieced it all together and and you know we, we had the we had the the amount of money set aside for willie that we we knew 
um, was spent, and then the interesting one was last week with uh, we weren't sure about Darwin and Michael or, or who was going to come back of the two of them. Then they both did, so that uh, you know that made for an interesting kind of a planning standpoint from the cap, and you adjust accordingly. But uh, no, we're uh, I don't anticipate us to your point having to cut anybody or do you know I'm not I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big believer or fan of. Uh, of that sort of stuff, and we haven't had to do that, and I, and I anticipate us not having to do that this year. Now, the signings mean they couldn't bring back certain players, for instance, Drake Navis. It's it's combination of the cap plus the um, you know the ratio. I've stood up here and said the big thing on defense that we need to figure out is where we're going to play our Canadian on defense. We've, we've generally played well. We've played one, and last year went from free safety to kind of a rotational on the D line. I, I anticipate us being a little bit more traditional with uh, with a Canadian defensive tackle. More, you know, heading into this season, that's where we're looking. So um, it just comes down to with Stephen and Drake both playing the American interior spot. One's under contract, and one's not. Is um, is probably the the best way to describe it. I think Nevis was excellent for the Blue Bombers. We did not hear much from him, rarely talked to the media, but he was a steady run stopper. He was a great defensive tackle for this team. Has not signed anywhere yet. Uh, won't be here. He, he Winnipeg just can't afford him. He's going to make some money. I saw some indications it could be Toronto, but nothing's happened there yet. So looking now at the roster, what do they need to do? Uh, well, when I when I look at our depth chart, I mean our offense is pretty much set. I look at I look at our season-ending roster, and you know, other than the the you know Chris and Matt moving on, every single player on offense is back. And then you know, defensively, losing losing the guys in the secondary, of the NFL is is obviously an area that that we need to address through scouting and and potentially some uh, some free agents. So is Brandon and Alexander going to be the safety again? That was a lot of our discussions in the offseason one with Richie and JY. Um, uh, we're focused on how we how we think our defense shapes up and, and the way Brandon played in the secondary last year and the versatility he can bring from that is, you know, they were certainly uh, they were certainly for him coming back as a free safety and going with the Canadian defensive tackle. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I dig you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?